Tis the season to be angry. Fa la 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 la. Fa. How you doing? What's going on, Rocco Roddy? Here. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man, to, for tuning into the Rock Stops Here podcast. Now, today is different. Instead of trying to just, I was like scrambling and just trying to find somebody and, and thinking about it, I don't want to do it just for the sake of doing it and then put on a guest that might not be that interesting. So today I thought, you know what, let me tell a few stories. Why don't we just kind of hang? It is the holiday season, so how about some holiday stories, some F-ups, some good stories, <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? Are you in the spirit? I've been in the spirit. I don't know. I, I have a good vibe going this holiday season, and I'm just feeling uh, productive. Normally, what work-wise, like I am trying to get back in full-time to a station, a digital deal, whatever it is, I don't like working part-time, another part-time little freelance here and there. I know I, you know, and job opportunities in this business now have gotten less. They, this is just how it is. You do less, you know, company. It's all, it's all around companies too. There used to be a day when there would be any business you had, there would be a receptionist. There would be somebody that would pick up a call. Everything's automated. It takes away jobs. Uh, you know what I mean? Cutting budgets or those at the top are making more money. You know, I went and got my hair cut today and the uh, woman, there was only two ladies in there and, uh, you know, she had to keep jumping up and answering the phone, answering the phone. I said, man, do you remember the days when there would be a receptionist like at companies, so, uh, TV stations, radio stations that I worked at back in the day, there was always a receptionist. And then that stopped, you know, where, 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 where do you get a receptionist or somebody at a front desk? And it's funny, I go into these buildings and if stations have been there a while, they still have like a big front desk and, but nobody's there. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's just the nature of the beast. But I hope you're doing well and don't try to stress out. You know what I mean? I'm not, I refuse to stress out. You know, eh. I'm more of a last minute guy. I'm not happy about that. You know, how are you? I was always like that. I was like that with homework, you know, until you're under pressure. Same thing all the years doing live TV, you know, right up until that 11 o'clock at night or 1030 at 11, you know, boom, man, boom, when you're under the pressure. But again, that's why I like live. And the one thing that I do miss now, how about you? I miss holiday Christmas parties with work people station. I know probably a lot of you like, Oh, I couldn't stand it. Well, the thing was, I, you know, I was thinking about it. I'm, I always love my job. I was very, very fortunate. I didn't always love every job. Like when I did line painting, the money was good. Um, and when I worked in the, the Mars, the, the daily record or daily, daily advance and, um, driving the forklift, making sure that you get the paper out, working all night at night, 
you know, or, or whatever. No, I didn't like those jobs. But, they, you know, you had to pay the bills and you made money. Um, I didn't last long at UPS trying to build a wall. These packages just kept on coming down. I tried uh, being a phone operator and it was all these women. And I'm like, no, I can't do this. And, and uh, oh, man, you working with chicks? And people calling up and, and, and they were, oh, it's a man that's out here on the floor. Oh, women, I, can't, I didn't like that. So I'm not saying I always had the great jobs, but when I got in broadcasting, it's just what I love to do. Love to do. And I love going to the company Christmas party. I loved it. It's open bar. The food spread usually was always good. When I first started out in this little radio station in Sussex County, New Jersey, WSUS, they had a one year at a pizzeria. <laughs> no, it was a nice pizzeria and there was booze and we all met. We all partied, pre-partied, we partied and uh, just such a fun time. And then a lot of the holiday parties that I was at, so much fun. And then when you're not working full time at a company, you know, you don't you don't have a holiday party. You know, and I actually miss it. Now I know there are some that say, ah, oh, I don't want to see any people at work on my on my downtime. I get it. If you don't like your job, you don't like your company, you can't stand your boss, you don't like your coworkers, that sucks. So I get it. I get it. But I miss the holiday company party. So when I was in uh, Denver, I remember that um, my wife at the time got a job, had a company holiday party. I think I even picked her up afterwards. Sometimes the spouses are invited. Usually they are. Usually they are. This one I don't think was. And I was just like, it was the first time that I was out and didn't, you know, get invited to a, I wasn't working full time uh, and I didn't get invited to a holiday party. <laughs> and then once I got down here to Tampa Bay, I got a job right. Well, I got a job. That's the reason why I came down. I was at a radio station, 970 WFLA and it was FLZ and we had a big company party and it was actually at the station and they had a red carpet out back. They had a big spread open bar and it was really it was cool and I was just brand new you know my first year and I thought that was cool then once I got to Bay News 9 oh it was a big party it was a big party they used to do a spoof tape here's another thing that I miss what do you miss about the holidays here's what I miss in the working environment I missed the spoof tapes you couldn't do it anymore because the bosses were worried that, that somebody would post it it would be ball busting to the umph degree. Umph, umph, umph. They would take outtakes, mistakes, spoof, busp chops all year put together. My man Mikey, he used to do a fantastic job. And it was hysterical. And everybody's got drinks in them. You're at a holiday party. This wasn't for on air. And it was so much fun. And then just going around, having a good time. And oh my God, it was great. And like I say, the food and the open bar was great. Now, there was one party, holiday party. Did I mention? I don't know if I told this on, on the Rock Stops Here podcast, but I had a pre-party. I, I might have told it. And it was at my condo, 
my apartment and I got lit because it was a pre-party. I was pounding beers. I invited a lot of people before we got to the big party, uh, company party. I would never do that again because I remember going to the party and I remember, you know, you think that you're okay when you have a really good buzz. You think you're fine. But when you kind of see some people looking at you, you're like, oh my God, is it obvious? I might've had too many beers. Like, is it obvious? And I also remember trying to talk and say hello to Daryl Strawberry's wife. She was working at Bay News 9 at the time. She wanted to be in TV. This happened over time where pro athletes that lived in town, their wives would want to be on TV and they really didn't get the news business and realize that you got to really put in a lot of time and it's not glamorous. Just you think that, oh, I just want to be on TV. I saw that numerous times over the years. One of the wives, I'm not going to say any names after this one. I did tell you Daryl Strawberry's wife. But the point was, Daryl Strawberry was a recovering alcoholic. Uh, you didn't, I don't know if he... He wasn't so much with the the nose candy like Doc Gooden was, but here I am, Daryl Strawberry's wife, or the, and they were going through a rough stretch and going to get separated. They ended up getting divorced, but you know here he he's recovering. She just had to deal with that, and here I am talking to her, and she can see that I'm lit from my because I had a pre party, and again, I, like I say, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend doing that. That's one. If I had to do it over again, if I did, I would just have maybe one or two beers, socialize if you have a pre-party, and then go to the holiday party. But other than that, there's no, there's no, been no instances where I you know got out of control or this and that. I've seen and heard that happen where, you know, again, you might not make a lot at your company and you figure, hey, man, I put in all this work. They're throwing me the open bar and food. I'm going to make sure I get my money's worth because I do all this for them. And you think and you have a little bit too much and then it's not good. Or somebody starts saying something and this and that. But I honestly, I miss it. 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 And I was thinking, wow, I wonder if I get get any holiday parties. No, no, there are no. And so... I, I sat in on a Johnny B show in Tampa Bay from, from Tampa Bay. Now I am on the Pat and Aaron show on WDAE regularly once a month. And I have great chemistry with those guys. And those guys are nice enough to ask me in, which is really, really, I really, really appreciate it. And I get along with those guys. Great. And they're entertaining and I love it. So I went on the Johnny B show because his co-host left the show on his doing. He wanted certain some things to happen, didn't happen, and he left. And I thought, okay, maybe this is going to be, you know, I'm trying to get a gig. And uh, I know Johnny B, not that well, but well enough. The few times that I've seen him, and I think he's very entertaining, and I like him. I saw his stand-up one time. I've seen him at the Lightning I've seen him out at uh, the Bones uh, tailgate party pregame for Buccaneer games. And so I texted him. He goes, 
what are you doing? You, you available tonight? I am. So I went in and when we were there and on the break in one of the breaks, he was like, oh, the company Christmas party is on Tuesday. Uh, I'm going to be away on vacation. I'm not going to get to be there. And that's when I was like, oh, the company Christmas party. Eh, that would be nice to be someplace, you know, and it's kind of cool because what I've what I saw over the years, like people work different shifts and there's some people that are really cool and you never get to see them. Like all my years in TV at Bay News 9, I worked all hours, but usually like the three o'clock till midnight, you know, something like that. Some people work the early morning shift. Some people work the day shift. Some people work in different bureaus, Hillsborough Bureau, Hernando Bureau, Manatee Bureau, Polk County Bureau, and you never get to see those uh, people. Camera people, all, all that, techies. So I, that's what I used to like about it. And everybody usually is in a good mood. I've never really seen anybody that's pissed off at a holiday party. I haven't seen it. I'm sure, I'm sure it's happened now and then, but everything's for free. And you're usually maybe with your spouse, your girl. If you go single, fine with that. And everybody usually is in a good mood. And so that's that's one of the things that I miss. But my my if you didn't have your holiday party yet, you probably already did. But if you didn't, don't go overboard or don't pre-party. Don't pre-party. That's my piece of advice. You know, I've seen all kinds of stuff happen. Oh, you know what? Now that it's just coming back to me, I did start seeing some stuff happen. Uh you know what stuff I don't even want to get into on the podcast, but let me put it this way. One couple, married couple, that worked at the station that I was at supposedly had an open relationship. And one of the employees, a photog, a videographer, was single and had a few and ended up, you know, having a little relationship with that. And then the this videographer had maybe one too many and then also was like calling up to another room where there's a guy and a white blah blah blah. So you see what I'm saying? There's there's a lot of shenanigans that can go down at holiday parties. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'm missing is seeing seeing some of the shenanigans. But all in all, this so far has been been a pretty good um, holiday season for me. And again, like I say, it's funny. Nine times out of ten, if you're looking for a new job, new career. Same career, different different workplace. Nine times out of ten, it doesn't happen during the holiday season. There's usually not hiring. You know, there's not a lot of production. Work. You know, that's usually how it goes on. However, I got my job at here in Tampa Bay at 970 WFLA when I was up in Denver. I was out of a job and I got this job and I got it at the holiday season. As a matter of fact, the boss, Gabe Hobbs, called me 
to tell me that I got the gig. I really wanted it. I wanted to get back doing sports. I wanted to get here. Tampa Bay would be great. Even though I love living in Denver. And when I got the call, he was at his uh, mom's house or parents' house in Kentucky at Christmas. Not at Christmas Day, but during the Christmas holiday season. And he's like, you got the job, blah, blah, blah. Here's when you start, da, da, da. And I was like, thank you. And it was so cool. And I, and I, um, I couldn't have been happier. And then, then, fast forward, I'm down here. I want to get back in TV. I love my little gig at, at, in, in radio. And I got a job at Bay News 9. I was the weekend sports anchor. And it was just a weekend and I was still full time in radio in Tampa Bay. And I found out that I got the job and it was during Christmas, during the Christmas holiday. How about that? And I remember I drove over to my buddy's house, Whitney Johnson, because he was not far away in St. Pete. And our other friend, Tom Conley was there. Those guys are best buddies. There's a picture of me putting on, uh, what do you call it? Reindeer, reindeer thing ears or whatever and uh, and um i remember i had a tampa bay storm shirt on i just remember the picture and i was i was partying i was so happy that i was getting a gig and it was during the christmas season isn't that cool and so since then though i have not been able to there was one year i thought i was going to get re um what do you call it um re-signed for a three-year deal and it only came down to a one-year deal. And the boss was like, well, I feel embarrassed by this. But the head guy, not not Elliot, another guy, new guy came in. He didn't know me. And he was like, I'm sorry, it's only going to be a one-year deal. I was like, oh, well, hmm, that's not a, that's not a good sign. Only a one-year deal? Because I remember during the height of my, my time at Bay News 9, one time I got a five-year deal and I didn't want a five-year deal. I remember I was so pissed. Like I got to sign five years to be here. Like I thought I was going to be moving up and on maybe something national, something else. But in the end, it all worked out because I was able to see my son every day. I picked him up from school or brought him home. He was in Pasco County. So in the end, it, it, it all worked out, but wasn't it funny when you're in your prime, you're mad. You go, Oh, they got to lock me in for five years. I would kill when you get older and nobody's, nobody's calling, you, you'd kill for a five-year deal. Isn't it funny how it just changed? Life changes. You're at different spots in your life. And, and, and it's funny what you prioritize at one point in your life, maybe in a later life, you don't, you don't even prioritize that. So, so I don't know. I'm feeling very productive. Things are going good. So I was on with Johnny B. I'm still on so far on DAE. I enjoy that. I also went on, he's becoming a new friend now. His name is Angel. He's got a show on the brand new Tony Bruno Sports Network. Tony Bruno, he calls himself the godfather of talk radio. He's been in it over like almost 50, I think it's about 50 years. He would, I think, I remember him being on ESPN2. I think when ESPN2 first started, obviously he was big in Philly. He was national. I remember listening to him on Fox Sports Radio with uh, Andrew Siciliano, I believe, I think. Uh, and very entertaining. Good. Good at what he does. Great voice. And so he's been dealing with the cancel culture and those that take a chance. And 
<coughs> you know, go out on a limb and not boring. And so been canceled a couple of times or one time, two times. And he's like, the heck with this. And so he's out of retirement and he's starting his own Tampa Bay, Tony Bruno Sports Network. And so I, a friend of mine, we became friends just through social media. He lives here. He's starting out in broadcasting. He's really good at technology. And, you know, he's knowledgeable. He's enthusiastic. He's very positive. He's from Philly, too. Looks like they got the Philly connection. And uh, so he's got a show in the evenings on the Tony Bruno Sports Network. And he asked me to come on. And it's video and audio. And I set up my man cave here. And I'm happy with it now. Lighting is the key. I didn't spend a lot, but I really worked on a little bit just to get the lighting right. And I like it. And I enjoyed it. And I'm probably going to, I'm going to go on with him again. And maybe there's something, you know, to expand. So, I mean, I'm hitting a lot of different shows and just keep the ball rolling. I was telling my wife, we went out to breakfast, uh, actually today, first time that we had a little bit of a chance and we went out and she's like, oh, and I said, you know what, man, you just, my philosophy is, and especially now. Just do the best you can do, no matter what show it is, no matter what place it is, and eventually something will happen. You can't always be like, oh, can, can, can they hire me? Oh, I'm over here. There's nobody there, but I'm doing that. Can they hire me? Man, I've been doing this for this place so much longer, but you'd think they'd give me a shot. Blah, 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 blah. Budgets have been cut. Things are very different now, and you just have to make the best of your own abilities like you got to do it on your own but you also need to have that person in your corner and for years for years i always brought on other media people working here in the tampa bay area loved it and then since i was not renewed for like four and a half what five years ago now maybe five years holy mackerel pat and aaron have asked me that's about it well, no, there's another one. Probably going on this uh, Paul Porter show. He's the voice of the Tampa Bay Lightning. He's the public address announcer of the Orlando Magic. He's got a great voice. And he does his own thing on little stations. He does his pay-for-play, and he makes his money. And he asked me, and he's so nice. He gives me gift certificates. He's a very good salesman. I do his show. There's a couple of other uh, smaller like podcasts, video podcasts, Facebook shows. And I try to help them out a little bit. But as far as any of the biggies, it's been Pat and Aaron. And now I got a connection with uh, Johnny B. And I thank him. I thank him because that's what it's going to take. In the end, I follow a gentleman out of Tampa Bay. He lives over by near Clearwater Beach, Bel Air, on the, on the water. He's very, very successful as a, um, I wouldn't say, in, well, he invests. He, he invests in property. He, he flips, he sells, and then he puts that money back into commercial properties. His name is Ben Mala. He is, he's got a YouTube channel. He's very, he's well, filthy rich, but he is very funny. He's an entertainer. He's tight with Jimmy Hart, Mouth of the South. I've yet to meet Ben Mala. I know people that know him, but I follow him. And he's a he's like... 
He gives great advice. If you're looking to make money on properties, you want to learn how to do it. He went into the army. He was out of New York. His mother was rough. He had a, he was in a rough neighborhood. He had nothing. He came from nothing. And he started out in California, like in Oakland. And this housing that nobody else would want. And in rough neighborhoods, man, in the hood. And he would start there. And he would start fixing them up, clean them up, turn them over. Boom. And he went from there, there. He ended up buying Ryan Howard. Remember Ryan Howard from the Phillies? At one time, I think it was like the biggest or most expensive house in Tampa Bay. Ryan Howard had it built for him when he was with the Phillies on, on the water in Pinellas County. And Ben Mala bought that house. And he's got, he's got a lot of different places and he's got so many different hotels and companies, that, I mean, uh, stores and retail and, you know, businesses. They, he, put, he gets the building. He'll own the building. You know, the businesses rent from him. But he's very, very good. But the one piece of advice that's always stuck with me, because I've always said, like, I like doing things by, by myself. I enjoy that. Some people cannot. You know, and that's a good quality and a bad quality. But I don't mind. I'll go to the bar. I'll go to a party by myself. I'll go here by myself. I don't mind. Because when I'm ready to go, I can go. I can hightail it. And I've always been like that. Doesn't bother me at all to be by myself. And I always think that I can do it by myself. But he had, and he's been very successful, and he had a great piece of advice. You need people to help you along the way. You help them, and then people will, some people, some people will help you. You cannot do it by yourself. You're going to need this guy for this. Oh, I need a guy for this. I know this guy. Or you know what? Now I, ne I need to buy this. But in order to get this, oh, I need that. All right, I can call him. I know him. And he was like, you do. To be successful, you cannot do it by yourself. And that's a good piece of advice. And it is who you know. And, you know, got to treat people right. And the more I'm seeing that, I mean, that's, that's basically how it goes. You know, I'm sure we've all gotten jobs where we didn't know anybody. But, you know, there's exceptions to the rule. <laughs> but, you know... 80% of the time, 75% of the time, you got to have somebody. You got to have somebody in your corner or somebody kind of helping you. You, you, you. you just got to. You just got to. So anyway, we shall see. Um, man cave. Oh, my God. Guys, are you like, do you want a man cave? Do you want... I got spoiled. The house that we used to live on, 49th Street North, Clearwater, and then it got rezoned Largo, right near this bridge called the Bayside Bridge. Great location. I could get to Tampa. I could get to St. Pete. It was perfect. My house was built. I was single, okay? Had the divorce. Wasn't, I was totally single. Driving up to Sussex County, pick up Hunter, bring him to the grandmother's, then come back, go to work, blah, blah, blah. And I kept looking over to the left and I kept seeing new homes. 
and they were smaller homes, like affordable for a single person, me, guy or woman. And I waited, waited. And then finally I was like, I'm driving over there. And I drove over there and I went to the office and the big gentleman, Hoyt Holmes, big man, beard, big man. <laughs> uh, and I start, I got a connection. And he said, when I came in, and then I think one day I brought my hunter in, and he's like, there's a single dad with a son. He's just trying to get a house. And so I became friends with him. He built my that house, and then he lived in that subsection or whatever, you know, that development. Most builders will not live in the development that they build because you're going to get some complaints from some people. You don't want to be living in the same. It's like policemen. A lot, most policemen that I know don't live right where they're going to be seeing the bad guys every day. They usually live, maybe it might be the same zip code, but it's not in that same community. Or, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Well, it's the same way usually with a builder. But Jeff, Jeff, my man, Jeff Hoy, boom. So I started becoming friends. So we live there. Boom. I start dating Emily and I become friends with Jeff Hoy. Jeff Hoy, when he was building his house, he had the concrete guys, you know, say they're doing a job down at a house number seven down there. Oh, you got some extra concrete. Come on down here. He has the longest, biggest driveway of concrete anywhere and then way in the back, he's got a nice big home. In the back, he built a big detached garage. I'm talking about big bay doors, uh, a bathroom in there, uh, you name it. And, it be, you know, the TV, the mute, the sound says boom, boom, boom. And it backed up. In the back of that, there's still a little bit of room. And then there was a mobile home park. And the deal with the mobile home park is most of the people there, they never complained about if we went down late and we were playing the music and cranking it out and it's one o'clock in the morning too. They never complained. I go, Jeff, how do they not hear this? They can't hear. Nobody, they're hard of hearing. Yeah. So they never complained. And the thing is, so I got to be friends and all I would do is walk down there, walk down there. It got to the point where Jeff Hoyt would wait for me to get out of work. And I wouldn't get over there sometimes till 12, 12, 15, 12, 30. That's what time we'd start having the beer, start partying, you know, the TV and get the music going. And he would do that. And I got spoiled. I was able to just walk and then walk down the street on the same street. But what it did for me was I always was like, I want a detached garage and they're hard to find. <laughs> And I always would, and I'd be saying it to Emily all the time. Oh, you know, when we're looking for houses, because we moved two times since that place, you know, and she wanted a place that we could have. That was my bachelor pad, that house. And I understand that. And when we were looking, we were looking, I'd always be like, oh, is there, I wonder if there's a detached garage. She's like, that's not our priority. My priority, our priority is not a detached garage. <laughs> so that one, that never happened. And I got spoiled. And actually, when we moved, from 49th Street to Palm Harbor, the house we were in for 10 years prior to this one, the first couple of months, I actually drove up and down the street and was just looking to see if there was some dude that would be sitting in his garage 
and maybe I would have a connection I could drink some beers with and hang with. You know what I mean? Because uh, I didn't have a man cave. It was a small little place and blah, blah, blah. And uh, isn't that funny? Like, you're not going to just get that. And there was one guy that was on the street, and he had a motorcycle, and he had the American flag in his garage. His garage door was open, and I actually would go slow, like, hmm, I wonder if I, I, wonder if I, I, wonder if I can connect with that guy. That guy, no, no, he never even looked at me. I don't know, you know, I don't know make a friend. And so there, was the, there, there wasn't that. And then there was the pint and brew. And it was a, uh, a neighborhood bar that I could walk to and hang. And I met friends there. I became good friends. And I still am to this day. Of uh, the, He was the general manager there. Damon, he's one of my best buddies. Kanan's there. Kanan's fiance. I'm invited to, the, Emily and I are invited to their wedding coming up. Uh, I can go down the list. There was also a, a restaurant right next to this place. And, when the, and, and it does so well. It does a happy hour for the for the senior citizens, and then they their their food is amazing. It's called Mystic Fish. The food is amazing, and the hospitality workers like the the servers and the bartender and bartenders. There's two. I got to be friends with. They were great, and they would come over and they would be done by nine thirty, because usually in the hospitality industry. You're working late till closing. Well, this place made so much money early. Although the one guy, Steve, it's bartender. Great. He's like, you got to make it through happy hour, man. You got to make it through that because that's when the people complain the most, send the food back. They don't like this drink. Isn't that funny? The ones that are there for the happy hour, the cheaper prices, are the ones that complain the most. And then, but those, they were great. And we would all know, we all knew each other. It was great. So I got spoiled. I got spoiled. And then Emily said, we got to, we, we, I want to step it up. Neighborhoods, I want to go to an East Lake. I'm like, oh, boy, I'm not going to, oh, I'm going to, oh, it's been great. Blah, blah, blah. And so there you go. There you go. But I, so then what I, and then what I loved is we had a patio with a pool, but the pool was a pain in the ass to take care of. It's kind of a pain in the ass. And the novelty of the pool, when you live in Florida, at least for me, and it wears off. How many times are you really going swimming? So I had an outdoor TV and it was great. I had a little refrigerator right there. And man, I'd say six months out of the year, that's where I spent my time. Now we got a lanai here, but it's off two sliding glass doors, the kitchen. You're, you're, you're out. It's not like a man cave. It's not like my, you know what I'm saying? So isn't it funny? I thought I am going to pop a TV right here in the lanai just like I had at my patio at the back of the place before this. But sometimes it doesn't work. Like it doesn't, that's not going to really work. So I've been sitting out in the garage and I open up the garage door and I'll sit out there and maybe have one or two and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I, don't, I just don't get it. Why do you sit outside? Uh, all right, I'll bring it in. So I made one of these bedrooms into my studio man cave but it's right here it's next to the kitchen and my daughter's got her room we got a guest bath bed bedroom and it's in here i got a sign it says welcome man cave it's really my studio and you know i do have a tv i got a tv in here but i'm sitting at one of these chairs that it's like a desk chair it's not bad and it does recline back a little bit but it's like you know what i'm saying are you and i have seen it's so funny. I have seen, once you click on something, I've seen some of these 
unbelievable man caves. A Cowboys fan, Eagles fan, Patriots fan. Oh my God. And I'm just drooling. Like, sorry, ladies, I don't know. We, we I, Are you like me? I, I would love to have a man cave, but I love my studio. I love my studio and the studio is working out. It's working out just fine. It is working out just fine. All right. This one isn't going to be too long here today because, uh, like I say, I didn't have anybody that had made it and this and that and this and that. Oh, oh, and you know what I'm talking about? Like phases. Are you the same way? Like podcast. When podcast started, I used to think, oh, podcast. Who, who, who's listening to that? You got to be at a real radio station or a TV station or, or well, well, you know, Yahoo Sports or this and that. They got a set and this and that. And now look at it. But everybody has a podcast. And it's funny. When I first started listening to podcasts regularly, I was working at Betas 9 slash Bright House Sports Network. I would get a little dinner break. I would go out in my car. I would go somewhere in the public, get something to eat in my car, drive there, blah, blah, blah. And I'd listen to podcasts. And I always listened to pro wrestlers podcasts. I thought they were hysterical. This guy Conrad with uh, Ric Flair, very good. That's when I started listening to Chris Jericho. Talk is Jericho, baby. Talk is baby. And he's still on my bucket list, man, for the... Uh, he's been on my... In TV coming in uh, when I was working in TV, but I've yet to get him on my podcast. That is going to be my... my uh, that's my bucket list. But he's so good. But then I go through stages. I get off that, you know? And then I went... During the pandemic, he's a comedian, Joey Diaz. He's he, he's a dirty comedian, but he's real to me. And he used to do this podcast, and he's doing one again with him, Lee Syatt, <laughs> called The Church. Oh, my God. They would party on the podcast. There is an episode they did with Paulie Shore. Paulie Shore was so buzzed out he couldn't even talk he had to leave they have had had i andrew dice clay in there you name it they're out of la and it got me through the pandemic i would go to the park and try to do the push-ups the some exercises on the benches or this and that and i'd have the and those guys were hysterical then we were allowed back in gyms i had the mask and i had the gloves on and i know and i didn't want to catch anything from anybody but i would and they and they it, it, he, he they got me through it they got me through it then they they left you know one went to jersey lee went to massachusetts they tried to do separate podcasts telling stories and now they've come back but i haven't been able to it's just i'm not I'm not in that phase. YouTube is the same way. I go down a YouTube rabbit hole. There was a stretch, and there has been, you know, just I get away from sports. That's why I was so happy to go on to Johnny B's show. Like I've been wanting to, I can expand more than just sports. People think it's so funny. Emily notices it. Like they think that I'm 24 7 only sports. And that's not the case. And on free time, man. YouTube to me is great because you can type it. You can go to whatever you want, whatever your mood is. And lately I've been on this thing where uh bus drug bust on the highway 
interstate, DWIs. That's been good because that has forced me to like, oh my God, how bad is that? Where if you're over the limit and here come the lights and now you're screwed. You are screwed. Or these big like Arkansas state troopers. I've been down that rabbit hole. The interstate, they pull over like a U-Haul, um, a van, and and you just, you know, they've got the body cameras. Everybody's got a body camera on. And it's like, holy crap. And you see how nervous they're trying to pretend like everything is cool. No. And sometimes their stories don't match. They'll get, cops are very good. They'll get the passengers separately. And the driver, where are you coming from? Where are you going? Oh, I'm going to see my sister in Massachusetts, asking the passenger. Where are you coming from? Where are you going? Oh, I'm going to Missouri. Oh, their stories don't match. Something isn't right. You know what I'm saying? And so I've been watching a lot of that. And you go through stages. I used to really listen to Joe Rogan. And then, I don't know, I just, I, I, I watched some of the clips. Like Hulk Hogan was on. Or uh, Kurt Angle. Here we go with the pro wrestlers again. I must find that very entertaining. And it's not only them, different ones. And I'll watch and listen for a while. Or I do clips. Same thing when I used to listen to Pat McAfee show. I really did. Now I just see some clips. You go through different stages. But I will tell you this. I hope he finds this out. Jericho, my man. He's inspirational to me. Because he's so... Everything he does... And I found out, man, he he gives to a lot of guys. He, he's very generous. He doesn't want the publicity. But when I travel, when I fly somewhere, I always download Talk is Jericho. Any other time now? No, nope. I'm watching, listening to something else. But isn't that funny? It's like my flight. That's my that's my listening pleasure is Chris Jericho talk is Jericho religiously religiously and I usually download two I went through the uh, L.A. comics thing uh, the, this Brendan Schaub fighter and the kid no I can't do it. but I mean I go through and I've gone through the different ones like that this and that so it's just funny how you go through different phases you know. And same thing even with music. Yeah, there's music I like, but I also like to, like to, I don't want to keep hearing the same songs over and over again. I got a good buddy, man. Whitney, he's going to listen to the same stuff. Or I'll see somebody, there's a guy with a motorcycle on this street, and he comes down and, man, he's listening to hits, like old classic rock hits, but the same, the hit songs that you've heard five to ten thousand times that's fine you know what i shouldn't get down that's his thing he probably thinks i'm weird trying some newer stuff or some other songs that weren't hits or trying to find different you know different artists i might not have heard about but anyway 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 listen i've gone on long enough thanks so much for listening here hang in there do what you can do you know do your best if you do your best you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. And if you're going to your holiday Christmas party, man, do not have a pre-party. That's my piece of advice. All right, guys. I'll talk to you next Tuesday.